And we welcome you to the morning show on WGTD. I'm Gregory Berg, and I am very, very happy and honored indeed to be sitting opposite a new friend, Betsy Aid. And many of you know the name Betsy Aid in a way that you did not know that name uh, just a few months ago. Of course, Betsy Aid uh, scored a really uh, amazing success on uh, the TV show The Voice. And uh, also, as many of you know, uh, her time on The Voice is now over. And uh, Betsy Aid uh, has come to our studios to uh, talk about kind of the 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 tail end of her experience of being part of this really exciting, amazing experience. And uh, I'm just so pleased we can have this opportunity. Betsy Aid, we welcome you back to the morning show. Hello. Thank you. It's nice to be home. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, for those of you that maybe missed our first interview, you really should seek it out on the morning show archive because it was a, a, a really, really fun conversation in which we explored a lot of uh, the, the past of Betsy Aid, where she comes from, what she's been doing, how she got into music, uh, her work with well-known strangers, uh, and then, of course, the uh, exciting experience of getting on uh, NBC's The Voice. Mm-hmm. Uh, and one thing I want to make sure people understand, Betsy, is that when you were with us, whenever that was, I don't remember the, the date, you already knew how everything was going to finish. I mean, everything had already played out. Yes, there were two performances that were pre-recorded, so there were a lot of stories that happened, but we were advised not to give too much information. If it hadn't happened on TV, then it hadn't happened. That's kind of the advice that we were given. Right. So, which I completely understand. Yeah. So, you've been walking around with a lot of stories inside your head mm-hmm. and uh, and now that the rest of us know uh, kind of the end of your experience on The Voice now, yep. it's time that you can uh, do a little more talking, yes. at least some. But that's actually one of the first questions I wanted to ask you is, what are you able to talk about? I mean, are you free to, in effect, share just about anything, about any aspect of your experience on The Voice, yeah. or are there certain limitations? Yeah, I think there's um, – we met with – I think the last time we talked, we talked about how um, – how they take such really like they take really good care of the contestants on the show and one of the things that we did after we were um eliminated or we didn't get voted through we um met with a counselor and we just to check in with us Hmm. to make sure that you know we're okay because it's it's a big there's a lot of really big feelings uh that you feel and um i thought that was pretty endearing that they allowed for that uh, but the second thing was uh, we, sat, we sat with uh, the legal department, and they gave us some advice as to what we can talk about when we, when we come back. And one of the things was the process. I think they kind of keep that a little bit of secret, but generally speaking, if we went through this whole thing, I think we, we're allowed the, the space now to talk about um, all of our experiences um, but they kind of want to keep the process a secret just in case it maybe changes hmm. or people you know, are turned off a little bit by, um, by what, they, what they learn. Um, but because it's, it's pretty um, complicated. Uh, right. <laughs> There's right. a lot to go through. Sure. Get. And you want to preserve at least some mm-hmm. sense of the magic and the yeah. sizzle that is, sure. that is part, of the, part of the program. Sure. Let's give a really condensed version, if you don't mind, of how you got on the show. I mean, just sure. uh, just the the nice uh, Reader's Digest condensed version okay. of of 
what that process involves and where you had to go and what you had to do in order to land a coveted space on The Voice in the first place. Okay. So the first thing, my first audition was in Chicago, and that was last year in August. Um, no, I think it was June, actually. <laughs> I haven't thought, this is a long time ago. So, uh, Ancient so the history. First, that's right. The first audition was in June, and um, that was in Chicago, just went into the studio had like three songs um they gave me a piece of paper said you did as good as you could do uh congratulations wait to hear from us heard from them in august they flew us out to uh, an executive callback and that was the audition that if you made it through you would you would sing for the chairs so you would be on the show you would be be seen on screen that's right um so i made it through that one and then uh, the following, the following audition, the blind audition, that was where the friends and family came out. That was the first time uh, people saw me on TV, and got two chair turns. Um, after that, it was the battle round, and the battle round was um, a duet between two people um, in on your team. So I was on John Legend's team, and I sang with Lisa Ramey who is actually my roommate and was the last time I went out there too. Um, we sang the joke from Brandy Carlisle and she won that battle round, but I was saved by Kelly Clarkson. So she um, took me on her team. Then the next round was the cross battles, which is you compete with someone from another team. So the cross battles were myself and Kim Cherry, who's actually uh, voted uh, through to top eight. So she she's still on the show. She's still out there kicking butt. <laughs> um, so I lost that cross battle. And then Adam Levine and John Legend wanted to save me. So I was saved through that round. And I think it was mentioned in the Kenosha News article that I read that it's really uncommon for a singer on the show yes. to actually be under, in a sense, the tutelage or the guidance of three, of three different, different celebrity coaches. Yes, yeah, it was, it was, it was wild. I, I was just happy that I was sticking around. Really, um, the other contestant that has three coaches is Rod, and he's still, he's still out there too. He's um, on team. I think he's on Kelly's team. This is the only remaining remaining uh, contestant on Kelly's team. So Rod had Blake Kelly and um, Adam so when you began on the show when you sang the and was that hunger was that the yes first, that was yeah. the blind yep my blind song. the blind audition mm-hmm. how many singers were part of that uh, even roughly uh, there were roughly 98 I think that got to no I'm sorry there were like I think 50. Gosh, I should have reviewed this before I got here. <laughs> no sweat. <laughs> it's so long it's all a happy blur, exciting yeah, blur. Yeah, like I, I know there was a hundred, and then there was fifty, and then there was thirty-two, and then there's twenty-four. So it kind of knocks it down. Right. So gradually. whittle, 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 whittle. <laughs> right. So, so it's really incredible to go back and watch those performances mm-hmm. again, and mm-hmm. just to see the incredible energy that is part of. First of all, everything you did and everything that everybody does. Yes. And uh, I should think even apart from just the results and even apart from what 
this kind of represents to you professionally, mm -hmm. just the opportunity to be on a stage like that and in a setting like that mm, yes. has to be incredible. Yeah, absolutely beautiful. And it just got better and better. The, the further you got in the competition, the more beautiful the stage. Um, and I think they do that on purpose. They like to show progress. And even with the wardrobe and the makeup and the hair, <clears throat> there are some suggestions that uh, people had for their hairstyle. And they're like, just wait, wait, maybe, the, you know, the next round will do that glitter or that, you know, clip or something like that. So they really, they keep in mind where they're at in the show. And they really like to, sh like, they turn you into a star and they use all of their resources to do it. It's a fantastic <laughs> process to watch, mm. really. For those of you just joining us, we're reconnecting with Betsy Aid. And, of course, she is from Kenosha. And all of Kenosha, all of southeastern Wisconsin is so proud of her and pleased for her uh, for the success that she enjoyed on NBC's uh, television show, uh, The Voice. And the season uh, that is currently airing is still airing, uh, but uh, by this point, Betsy Aid is, is no longer part of the competition, but uh, unhappily, but happily, it means she can uh, talk about more of her experience now and hence this return visit um, to the morning show. I think one thing that uh, people would be really interested to know about kind of the various rounds is, first of all, something you touched on about Team Kelly Clarkson versus Team John Legend and mm -hmm, so on. Mm -hmm. uh, explain to our listeners for the sake of them that maybe don't follow this show very closely, or and we, I'm sure, have listeners who've never seen the show ever. Yeah. Um, I'm a new watcher myself. Yeah, right. <laughs> so uh, explain what this, this notion of the teams and who's on these various teams and what it means to be on John Legend's team versus Kelly Clarkson's okay. team. Yeah, I, I understand that. That's a, that's a good question. Um, I think... There, there's obviously the different styles. So Blake is country. Um, Kelly Clarkson has, you know, the pop, like powerhouse type of people on her team. Uh, John Legend is more like sultry, soul, R&B um, type of styles. And then Adam is, is a lot of rock. Now I've seen that's kind of changed a little bit. I, I, I think there's a lot of there was a lot of R&B artists on, on Adam's team. Um, but as far as the different personalities, it's literally what you see on TV from them is what what they who they are um, face to face. Um, John is very, very chill, very kind of, you know, he, he'll give advice if he needs to. Uh, Kelly is like um, a cheerleader. You know, she she loves everything about you and um, <laughs> is just really happy for you. And um, I think she gives gives her advice in a very excitable way. Uh, Blake is just kind of the dude next door and you know he's he he's they're all very intelligent they all have great advice um, Adam is very very much hyper and you know he gets he gets into stuff uh, really quickly which I think um, that was a couple questions people have had for me is you know what coach did you like best and I think that Adam and I really really worked well together when when we worked um, we got right into the song and uh, you know, at first he wasn't sure this past song that I did was Jet, um, Are You Gonna Be My Girl mm. from the band Jet. And I popped in to rehearsal with him and he said, you know, how do you feel about this song? I think he maybe had a little different idea of what, what he wanted from me. But I explained, you know, all the things I like about it. It was like toe tapper, got people going. The last two songs were kind of dark for me and, mm. you know, more angry. And this was a fun tune. 
and uh, I did it once and and he's like okay I'm convinced let's let's go forward let's do it <laughs> and uh, the second time around this was kind of cool the second time around I, I sang you know I played the guitar for a little bit for half the song then I put it down on the stand and he got up and he grabbed the guitar and he just started jamming with me while I was singing the rest Whoa. of the song so uh, my vocal coach said she has a picture that, that I still have to get from her of, of uh, us jamming together. And, oh. you know, he's just very cool. He didn't oh. really look at me much. <laughs> but I was like, okay, we're jamming. Wow. This counts as jamming together. <laughs> no kidding. And one of many pinch me moments at my dreaming Absolutely, moments in yes. this whole, whole experience. Yeah, it was really cool. So when you're on Kelly Clarkson's team or John Legend's team or Adam Levine's team, that means you are under their guidance. Uh, that's right. I mean, that's the, that's the main thing. And we should remind people that when you blew the roof off the place with the song Hunger right off the bat, there were two of them who actually spun their chairs around, which meant they mm -hmm. wanted to work with you. And yep. that was Adam and John. Yeah, Adam and John. That's right. right. Mm -hmm. And and so you were in a position to, to, uh, to, to make a choice then about which team you were going to be part of. Mm -hmm. So are the teams, generally speaking, an equal number of singers and is there otherwise in terms of the competition and uh, yeah. who's going to win and who's going to lose does it much matter whose team you're on or is that is it just a matter of who you are in a sense studying with yeah I'm not sure that's a whole you know you can that's kind of one of those things where you can try as hard as you possibly can to figure out what team is best to be on and um, how am I going to you know further myself in this competition there's all you can do is is you have control over some of the songs that you pick um but not ultimate control um so all you can do is prepare as much as you possibly can and put on the best show without you know nerves getting in the way and so I mean that's that's what I did and there's like I said there's a lot there's a lot that you can try to figure out but there's there's no way to to tell right in some ways because, you just yeah. have to go out and do it yeah you just go out and do it I mean right now Adam has nobody on his team right so you start they start with the same amount of people and then as far as the voting goes the um when we were on the top 24 there was only one there was nobody saved from voting on Adam's team nobody was saved um but Adam picked Mari. So out of the four of us, only one of us went through. And Blake had like seven. Wow. Kelly had two. And I think John had one or two, wow. maybe. So. And this has to do with uh, something that I don't think we really talked about last time at all, uh, namely the whole matter of voting, mm -hmm. of who votes and, and how, how people vote and, and so yeah. on. Although, I, at least at certain stages, it's all about people at home casting votes yeah. what do you know about how that happens well I think so the first the first round of voting with there were two platforms that you could vote on you'd go out to NBC you could have 10 votes there for one person you go out to um, the voice app and you could have 10 voice 10 votes for the same person and then they just increased it with each which with each round they increased the platform by one so um, you had NBC.com, you had the voice app, and then you could vote on, um, on uh, what was the third one? Oh, my God. <laughs> there was a third one. Okay. And now the next round, there's, there's Xfinity. Hmm. Um, 
so oh the streaming that's right so mm. so for the top 24 we were able to go into this beautiful jim henson studio um in la and we recorded the song that we were performing for the top 24 before we performed it ah. so if you went out and you streamed my song once from from top to bottom uh that would count as a vote so for the top 24 you had three ways to vote streaming and then nbc.com and then the voice app wow and then the f this next round you had four so this xfinity this new thing of xfinity which i didn't even know i don't even know how to work that one <laughs> so yeah so i noticed when uh i wanted to rewatch one of your performances uh i think it might have been uh your last one which was that are, are you going to be my girl that's right okay and uh Generally speaking, I don't spend a lot of time reading comments on YouTube just because you can really end up in a very unpleasant yeah. swamp. Right. I stay uh, away from those yeah, myself. Right. However, I, I, I want to mention, first of all, I mean, I, I mean I'm, trying not to, I'm trying not to tempt you to you read the comments, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but there really are so many really, really positive comments, at least up at the top of the scroll. Mm -hmm. And one person commented in a really interesting way and said, uh, basically, in in affirming how much he liked your performance of that particular song, he said, you know, the trouble is it's, it's, it's a bunch of teens who are voting who right. don't understand, for instance, how difficult and sophisticated this song is and what it's supposed to be. And mm -hmm. I'd never stopped to think about that. I mean, I'm, I, I, I don't really know exactly who watches The Voice or who takes the time to, to cast their votes and yeah. so on, but mm -hmm. it occurs to me that that might really make a difference on yeah. who ultimately succeeds. Is if it is, are, is if it's a bunch of teens, and are you connecting with them right. versus somebody who's a little more seasoned and maybe has a little more nuanced appreciation about this kind of music and its challenges? Yeah, yeah. Well, I think that uh, generally speaking, I fell into the the rock um, genre, and so um, I think. With the song choices that I had, I kept that in mind. Um, I didn't really branch out much, but there's, yeah, you're right. There's there's complicated songs, um, but the general um, age group for the people who are watching the show is like 18 to 25 mm. year olds. And I mean, which is awesome because I, I was exposed to so many cool songs that I've never, you know, I, I, I don't really keep up with the pop culture much. Um, so they're they're really great songs out there, you know, catchy tunes. But um, you know, who's to say? It's it it is what it is, and um, it, it was fun. It was, mm. it, I had a great time. We had fun watching. For those of you just joining us, we're talking today with Betsy Aid and talking about her experience on the NBC series The Voice. So you touched on something that I think is really important and also probably kind of complicated and worth talking about, and that is the selection of songs. And one of the things I want to kind of burrow in on a little bit is something you said that intrigues me, that we have some control, but we don't have full control yeah. or some words words to that effect. So yep, yep. Uh, untangle that for us a little bit. I mean, when it comes to <clears throat> each of these rounds, uh, who's in charge and, yeah. and who ultimately gets to make uh, that really paramount question i mean there's right. nothing more central to all of this than Absolutely. what song am i going to sing in the next round so yeah. help us understand how that works and how those choices ultimately get made okay yeah and i think uh kelly clarkson had, had made that comment the when i was out there last uh for the top 24 
she said the song selection from here on out is completely is essential you have to make sure that you are picking the right songs for yourself um before we before we left the last time uh, a few months back we sat with the music director and the people who you know the guy in charge of the people who select the songs for you or pick from your selections um and he had mentioned that the reason why they give you the amount of songs to choose from is because you're not really sure even as an artist what songs you can sing like Mm. you might think that you could sing the crap out of a song and and really it's not the right one for you and so and i you know i believe in some of that especially like with someone something like television you know how does it look how does it feel is it you know what there's so many different moving parts that they are thinking about sure um and we signed up for that a long time ago you know like you don't really have a ton of control and independence you know that's not what this this thing is is all about but they do nurture you and they do um help you with with what they're you know they compromise right so i suppose part of this is uh and hadn't thought thought about this before that you really can't sing i'm not implying that you are inclined to sing these kind of songs but Mm -hmm. you know you really can't sing a song in this kind of setting that's dirty yeah or and and even certain kinds of songs that might be really really dark or go to certain places that are extremely painful i mean that in the context of a of a full rock concert or something else might be perfectly acceptable exactly. but yeah. not on not on this particular stage and not on this yeah. particular show they know their audience they they certainly do and they um that's what you you need to do in any like public speaking events like you have to know who you're talking to you have to know who you're performing for and um you know there's a little give them what they need kind of thing and um yeah I think it, it was it was just fine for me. I I enjoyed the process. I mean, it was daunting. I mean, the, the first time we got six hundred songs to choose, twenty of, and I'm like, how do you do that? Wow. So so, so is that for hunger? That was for hunger. That's right. Mm-hmm. So there was a a a a, a mass of six hundred different potential songs, and then from those, you had to choose twenty. Twenty, from and which we ranked um, from top to bottom so number one would be the one that you knew really well you knew you could mm. just nail um and then so on and so forth and they choose they chose a song along with two other songs for you to for you to uh perform for the executives um but they picked that one so they picked hunger yes out of my out of my choices wow yes, they picked it. do you remember where that was in it your was number list two. Of, oh. and i never heard it before before i i put it on my ranking list i knew i loved florence and the machine and i i've never heard the song before it was from her 2017 album and um it was i think it was perfect for the message that it that it brought uh that was perfect for my life um her complexities like i've always admired the way she sings and it's just it was just a different structured type of song and so i thought that kind that would maybe set me aside Mm. um Compared to the, you know, verse, chorus, verse, chorus, yeah. stuff you hear in pop. So. Right. It was incredible. I mean, and I didn't know that song either, which is no surprise. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I was absolutely blown away. And the thing that really blows me away as we're talking is I can't believe you didn't know that song in the sense of how 
emphatically and assuredly you sang it. I never in a million years would have guessed that that oh, was really? a brand new song well, to you. you. Uh, <laughs> what was the what roughly kind of time frame between the moment you hunger was chosen for you and when you had to actually go on that stage and sing it? Are we talking about days, weeks, months? I, uh, I think it was it was pushing a month. Hmm. So. Um, I had mentioned this before, how much time they give you to prepare. Um, if you think about it, you know, that's a high-pressure situation mm. to be on, on TV, and uh, um, I think they understand that. So they hook you up with a vocal coach. They make sure that you're doing the right things to prepare. Um, maybe you're struggling with, you know, a note or two, which I was. I was struggling with that really high note. Um, and that's something that I will – keep with me forever is the how how um my range increased by almost mm. two steps wow. and so i'm you know there's there's so many things that you take away from a show like this but right. yeah preparing for that we i think we had plenty of time i think people do it in a shorter amount of time um but yeah how much of your rehearsal with those musicians was just in a room someplace versus on that stage i'm assuming you had at least one or two, in a sense, dress rehearsals in the space where you ultimately got to perform that song on the show? Yes. So we had, they're called on-camera and off-camera rehearsals. So there was an off-camera rehearsal and an on-camera rehearsal for each each of my coaches. Um, and the off-camera is, well, the one with Adam was actually on the stage, but it was you know, off to the, like, the right or left of it. And um, those are just kind of, you know, the off-camera is, like, you can swear and you can just say <laughs> how you feel and nobody has... <laughs> Throw a lamp against the wall. Or... It's all rumors. <laughs> like, nobody has proof of it. Uh, <laughs> so that was, you know, those are those are kind of fun. Um, the on-camera, it's it's essentially the same thing, but you they show, you know, more of the work and and what what you're doing um for the song in particular right i wonder and i i want to talk about a couple of the other songs as well but um how strange a position are you placed in where you're the you're the singer Mm -hmm. it's ultimately you and and you're an experienced singer and you're a very good singer uh and i can think of other settings or situations where a singer is really young and green Mm -hmm. and eager to take every bit of advice they get from anybody (laughs) but when someone is uh as experienced and seasoned as and and capable and assured as you are um are there ever kind of awkward moments where you sort of feel like well no i want to do it this way (laughs) not not the way you want me to do it or did that not come up too much no i I don't remember ever feeling that way i remember um being more of what you said previous like that i'll take any advice you give me i i know what you guys have done in your life um i want to make this a career and any anything that's going to make me better um which i you know you have to kind of trust your coaches and the people around you to um give you only good advice you know they're not they're not going to do anything but try to make you better and i think going into that um with an attitude of well i'm going to sing the way i sing (laughs) i think it's a it's a big mistake right so um there are probably other shows where that's the way it could be done or should be done but 
That's that's just not the mm-hmm. way this particular show is set up. I mean, if if you don't yeah. welcome that, then you have no business even auditioning for The Voice yeah. because that's what Why the whole, yeah, yeah, that's what the whole point is. Yeah. I want to be sure to talk to you about this really interesting battle thing and with you and another singer in this case uh her name is lisa ramey ramey lisa ramey Mm -hmm. and uh this is really an incredible powerhouse moment yes uh explain to our listeners who haven't seen this what happens in a moment like this and what happened with you so when we uh got back from doing our you know we, we got through the blinds, and the next stage is the battle rounds. Uh, the battle rounds, there was like a there was a two-month period where we came home, and then we got flown back out for the battle rounds. Um, Lisa was my roommate, and we the, the first day that we g- stepped off the plane, they showed us our blind, like they showed they showed um, how we performed. It hadn't been aired yet. Oh. So we got to see what it looked like on stage, which is very exciting. <laughs> and then they tell, told us what song we're going to sing and who we're singing it with. And, you know, I was immediately relieved. I, I've always admired her. I saw her, you know, back and forth. We never really got close. Um, but we got to work right away. And it was a, it was a great exchange. It, it was the start of a beautiful relationship. And, um, you know, she, her and I have very different voices. So there's a beginning, the beginning of that, of the song, The Joke from Brandy Carlisle, has a, a beautiful, slow space where vibrato is necessary. That's mm. how Brandy sings it. And it's mm. like, it, that was perfect for Lisa and her style to, mm. to just start it. And so naturally, you know, we just, we just started picking out spots that featured our type of voice. And uh, it worked. And we had a wonderful time practicing. And, you know, people around us were excited for us. And um, they, were, they were pulling for us because they saw what a good time we had. And oh. um, it was I mean, a wonderful moment. It was very evident in terms of the performance itself. I mean, you, you looked like you were best friends. I mean, mm. truly loving every moment. Mm-hmm. And I don't watch this show enough to know how uncommon that is. Uh, if if sometimes those situations where you are in effect sharing a song, going back and forth, and also competing, right? I mean, I really think it's far more likely that that would be a pretty uncomfortable sure. situation, and where the singing turns into something else yeah. than what it was in your collaboration, which really was a true collaboration. Yeah, yeah, it was. I felt that the same way, but I think that. Generally speaking, with with the the rest of the contestants, what have what we've heard is, there there were times where it didn't really work out, like with the personalities. But you are on the stage together, and there's no way you're getting through that without the person you're singing with. And so I think that uh, allows for a connection hmm. uh, without saying so. Do you do you know if? What goes into those pairings? I mean, when they, for instance, made the decision to pair you with Lisa Ramey on that song, uh, do they do so believing that that's a great song for both of you and that you'll both sound wonderful in this song? Yeah, or is- I, I hope so. I hope. I think um, John Legend picked that song for us, and that was uh, a shock. I, I, you know, Brandy Carlisle is now coming out as this 
huge star where I've watched her for 20 years and she's been she's been on the grind for a long time and she's mm. still a little she was a little underground before this year and all those Grammys that she won mm. um, but it, it, it was wonderful and um, you know we, we did our best with it and and we were thankful for for how it turned out you know we we got through it together and um, and I think yeah I think there's we had similar we have similar styles. Um, you know, some people thought of us as a rocker, the, the rocker chicks. And uh, I think I think there's a little bit of, of planning that out. I mean, if you look at, like, Maylin, who is, you know, does a lot of beautiful ballads. and um, Or you look at Sean Sounds, where he does R&B and soul. It's kind of, it, it'd be weird to pair us together. So mm-hmm. I think that there is... Uh, little uh, premeditated um, things that that go along there. Right. How about the fact that you were roommates? I mean, first Those of all, wonderful. does that and does that <laughs> was is that normal for you to be? I don't know. Room, rooming with your battle partner. <laughs> I'm <laughs> or, not sure. And, and and I'm also curious how random that is. I mean, yeah. Uh, or or did if did do they have some reason to think that the two of you would really hit it off as roommates? Which fortunately you did. Yeah, it's, it's possible. Uh, again, like I I don't know what they're thinking. I never really do. I think that. Um, I try to stay away from thinking too much about about how they're <laughs> how they're working, um, but it did work out well with us. And I know that there we're not the only um, we weren't the only battle partners uh, as roommates. And I think it only uh, we took advantage of it because mm. we had our own space to to perform anytime mm. we wanted. Right, and talk through and, and talk think through about it. it. And, you know. Well, and, and I should say that it's it's one of the most dramatic moments in your whole time on The Voice because when the, the four judges weigh in on what they saw, which was just this incredible performance, mm-hmm. they're all really conflicted in terms of picking yeah. a, a, a winner and a loser. It's mm-hmm. like there's no loser here. I mean, we both of We were pretty you, evenly matched, yeah. I, would, I would say. Pretty, pretty, in, yeah. pretty incredible. Um, the next stage is that when you sang as part of, uh, is that is this love? That nope, that was for the top twenty-four. So okay, the so. next stage after the battle round is cross battles, where you performed a song against a person on another team. Oh right. So Kim Cherry was on Team Blake, and I was on Team Kelly by that time. By that time. So uh, Kelly had saved you after Kelly had saved me after, after the battle. That's right. And so, and that was wonderful. I sang You Ought to Know from Alanis Morissette, which I've done with the band for years. So I was totally, completely happy with, with, that, with that choice. Yeah. I was very excited to sing that song. Cool. One of the more interesting things is, so, so we have still Is This Love and Are You Gonna mm-hmm. Be My Girl Then? Yep. Uh, mm-hmm. which take us to the uh, end, end of the process. So Yep, so then the cross battles was a first, that was a first um, voting, um, and I lost that battle. To Kim. To Kim Cherry. She went through, and then Adam, or I'm sorry, um, Kelly saved me right away. And so <clears throat> worked with Kelly for a little bit, and then we did the, then we, then we went to. Then we had our performance with Adam. So the uh, the um, 
Bob Marley tune. Yeah, Is This Love. Is This Love, that's right. So we, I think there were four of you on the stage. There were four of us on the stage, and we learned it two days <laughs> before. We we learned our parts, and then we learned, um, we did a little choreography. Uh, and the day we performed was our stage rehearsal with Adam. And so we went, and we uh, had a rehearsal. We went through it twice, and then we performed it. Wow. That almost <laughs> seems like a something from Iron Chef or something where you know, we have people <laughs> cooking things and at the last second, oh, and you have to use yeah. av- avocados in this <laughs> recipe oh, <yeah>. or whatever. <laughs> I mean, it's like it's almost like they, that is that is a moment in this competition set up to be difficult. Yeah. In the sense they of, certainly test your professionalism. That's that's for sure, which is, you know, another thing that I, I'm going to use going forward like the The pressure that I felt, I think that. I'll, I'm recognize, I can recognize how, how I'll feel in another situation. I can only imagine, you know, I hope that this is bringing us to another level in our band and um, I'm ready and I, and I know how to deal. So it, right. it's, it's a wonderful thing. Well, and I, th- I, th- I think it's, it would be hard enough to just master a solo on your own in the space of a couple of days. Mm-hmm. But I, it's really kind of mind-boggling to me to master something in which – there are three other singers, and you have to somehow find at least a certain level of of comfort and ease and mm-hmm. confidence with one another. Yeah. And I'm really uh, astounded that there was as much of that as there was, given the short amount of time there was to try to create that and foster it. Yeah, yeah. Well, we had, uh, again, the, you know, the teams that I've been on, there's an immediate connection, an immediate um, sense of love and, and nurturing and you know, we we had a good time. We had a good time together. I think that you, um, you know, y- you have a goal in mind, and you know, again, like with the battles that you perform with another person, um, you're only as good as as your teammates. You know, like mm. it's only gonna if if they're successful, you're gonna be successful too. So, I think Absolutely. we all had that in mind. Right. Uh, sounds like a bumper sticker that's on my father's uh, car, which says, uh, we all do better when we all do better. Yes, and, and, that's and, exactly and, it. Yeah, and that bumper sticker has nothing to do with the voice or what we're specifically talking about, <laughs> but I think that it, it matches up pretty well. Uh, when I watched um, Are You Going to Be My Girl, which mm-hmm. I think then is the last thing you sang on The Voice. That's right. right. That's right. One of the things that really struck me was, and, and I'm sure this was true with all of the songs, but it seems to me it was especially true of that song, what a visually spectacular production it was. Yeah. Um, I mean, with, with just this this battery of multicolored lights and just down to the oh. smallest detail, yep. uh, I mean, it, it, was, it was just really incredible to, to experience. Now, what goes into putting all of that together? And do you have much of a role in that? Or, or is this a case where you are kind of placing yourself in the hands of handlers yeah. and, and trusting the decisions that they're going to make? Yeah, I think it's, it's more of that. I mean, it's always been most of that. They, they do allow you to, um, as far as wardrobe, hair and makeup. I think that's the only thing that you have really control of. Well, and the song selection, like I, like I mentioned earlier. Um, but they have it all in mind. Like they, they, know, they know what they're doing and where they're going. 
and what the you know they're they're thinking three steps ahead already mm. and so um you know as far as your look goes they ask you to bring a certain amount of clothes and they pick from your clothes and they're like okay mm. well I love this. I don't like that. You should never wear that again, uh, <laughs> which I got a couple times. <laughs> but you learn from it, and like even even sense of style. Like I've I I feel better going shopping because I kind of know what I'm doing now. Uh, but they ask your opinion. You know, what are you looking for for makeup? Joan Jett? What do you want? Most simple, something or other. Uh, and they work with with your ideas. Um, I was of the mindset that they're the professionals and and they know my song and they kind of match it up from there and i was like what do you think go for it yeah. um so was that a song you chose for yourself or was that chosen for you that was another um pick from a certain amount of of songs and we'll uh we'll pick from yours picks gotcha. kind of thing um do you listen to all the possibilities and do you actually sing through all the possibilities before making that choice or or is it in a sense a quicker and simpler process than that? Yeah, it well it depended it depended on how long I had to choose. We had a certain time limit to to choose from. Um and I did listen to songs I've never heard before. That's how I came up with Hunger and um but mostly I picked songs that I was already exposed to that I think I could uh, pull off that kind of sat in my wheelhouse mm. um, because I knew that that w would be the best decision the best I would be able to put out the best performance that way if I if I kind of knew it and also it was it was part of my genre you know type of songs that I've I've been singing for a while right so how would you characterize the overall relationship that you had with the other singers that were part of this show. How much time did you even get to spend with, I mean, it's one thing when it's Lisa Ramey and she's your roommate mm -hmm, or, mm -hmm. or somebody else that you're actually singing with and preparing with versus others who are on the show. I mean, how much of a connection is there? And generally speaking, what is that relationship? I mean, are these all of these people friends of yours? Will they be friends of yours for a long time? Yeah. I, I would consider them uh, great friends. Um, we had a, we have two group texts going between the top 33 and the top 24, and I'm sure it's kind of whittled down now, um, but we still are in touch. I mean, there's there's communication going on even now and probably will continue. Um, there's connections made. Um, I'm trying to get together a, a handful of contestants to um, share shows with because I think I think our fans would just love that. Like uh, the Bundys, I feel like the Bundys went home way too soon. It was the first trio that they've ever had on the show. Mm. And I am desperately trying to get them to <laughs> Racine or Kenosha to, to play with us because I know that the fans would love that. Um, so the people who are kind of in my genre that would make sense to, to, to share shows with, um, I'm trying to keep, you know keep connections and share shows in the future. So. Wow. So... Uh, tell our listeners when you are going to be on stage next and what that event is going to be like. Yeah, so we uh, we booked a gig at 58 Below. This is Well-Known Strangers. Well-Known Strangers, yep. And we're actually rebranding. So it's going to be Betsy Aid and the Well-Known Strangers for, you know, purely marketing reasons. People 
know me more than the well-known strangers on, on a national level. Um, and so if they are searching for me, we want them to find our music. Sure. So we're rebranding that way. We have a ton of new music that, that we are just itching to get in the recording studio. There's still a certain amount of holding time that we have uh, per contract. And so we're going to get in the studio, have more, have more music. Um, we're planning on feeding the fans more often. So <laughs> instead of waiting, you know, a couple months for a new song, we're planning on doing it every two or three weeks. So, um, but at 58 Below, our our show sold out under, in under 10 hours, which is amazing. What a shock. What a shock. Yeah. <laughs> like, this is... That's like the least unexpected announcement I've ever heard. I mean, of course it sold out in 10 hours, so. Yeah, that was that was. I mean, it, it is still shocking, you know. Even the the attention, the people who are still reaching out and wanting interviews, like yourself, like this, it it's humbling. It's it's wonderful that people are so emotionally attached to the story. And I, you know, I I'll share it until it gets old and boring right. for other people because it's <laughs> I get to relive it all the time. Right, and, uh, it's so you know, exciting so in, 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 in so many ways. And the last time you were here, you were with your your uh, your uh, beautiful partner, Chantel uh, Godlewski, mm-hmm. and it was great to have her uh, perspective. And I remember in the course of that conversation, you also mentioned your young son, maybe 10 years old or yep, something like talent. that. And that's uh, right. I, su- I suspect that you are not the only person who feels a tremendous sense of relief mm. that uh, at last uh, this story can be shared a little more fully because it was a long time. This had to be kept to yourselves. Uh, that couldn't have been easy. Yeah, no, it wasn't easy. It wasn't easy, and I was I was able to share it with uh, a small group of people that, that I trusted and um, because I think I, I would have exploded uh, if I didn't. But Talon... He's a fifth grader now, and um, he wanted to get the whole school together and <laughs> tell, you know, make an announcement. Oh. Like, he knew how big it was, and uh, but he kind of kept it to his classroom. And um, we were able to actually sing together at one of his um, dances uh. that he had at Grant Elementary. They asked me to perform a couple songs, and I had him uh sing a song with me what, uh, Bruno Mars count on me <laughs> so I played my ukulele and he sang and like I DJ'd Aww. a little bit and so it was really nice it's nice to say the so. least so uh some normalcy returns uh, yes. to your life now but right. uh but with this uh great source of excitement in the heart of it and of course people are so excited to uh have you back on the stage close to home. And we want to mention that in addition to the sold-out homecoming concert on May 31st, you are uh, slated to perform at Pride Fest in Milwaukee on the 8th of June. That's right. That's at the Miller Stage, uh, 345. Fantastic. And and many times thereafter. So, (laughs) well, Betsy Aid, it's been terrific to follow this story. And... uh, and I appreciate, among many other things, that you are such an open and articulate storyteller. I oh. mean, you tell this story <laughs> so you. very, very well. That's part I sure of don't part feel of what makes. <laughs> oh no, it's great. I mean, you you've taken us inside the experience just about as well as as anybody possibly could. I mean, cool. only you know what it really felt like to be on The Voice and to experience all of this, the the highs and the lows. But uh, well, we're we're, we're glad that you. Uh, Loved the experience so much, and uh, it's mm-hmm. been exciting to follow it. And thank you for being part of the morning show today. Cool. Best wishes to uh, 
to you and everybody you care about. Thank you. Thank you for being interested enough to, <laughs> to chatting with me. <laughs> Betsy Aid uh, talking about her experience on NBC's The Voice and a well-known member of Betsy Aid and Well-Known Strangers. Mm-hmm. And I'm Gregory Berg.